Welcome to another episode of the Pylon Podcast. I'm Cantley Elliott here with Wesley McFan. I'm talking a little bit about these early games today in week four. Um, Wesley, you were able to watch Bills and Dolphins. Um, I can't really say I'm surprised by the outcome, but since you watched it, you know, what were some of the things you saw? And um, does Buffalo, do they have Miami's number? Oh, well, yeah, absolutely, man. Yeah. I saw a statistic watching the game that uh, Josh Allen – is 12 and one or 12 and oh now he's 13 and oh at home versus uh versus miami so um yeah they definitely have their number i thought it was amazing how they kept tyreek hill in check and they didn't really give up they didn't give him a touchdown they they rarely gave him even a catch they really shut him down they really held Tua behind the line of scrimmage and really kept him under pressure almost all the all game and it was really interesting to see the first the first few drives from both teams because they both scored on their first two drives. So it was down the field, the Dolphins deferred. So the Bills got the ball first. Bills scored, Dolphins scored, Bills scored, Dolphins scored. So watching the game, that took up, you know, most of the first quarter. You're thinking, I'm thinking in my head, this is going to be a shootout all game. But really, the Dolphins kind of fell apart after that. The, the Bills defense really, really locked them up. And uh, the Bills' offense carried away, man. They they just went crazy. They they called a great game. Yeah. I, so when I actually was doing the um, the blog post for this week for the six games, I took Buffalo in this game just because one, I, I was like, I don't feel like Miami has played a defense yet that's as good as Buffalo's. And when you look back last week at what Buffalo was able to do against the Commanders, it was thirty-seven to three game. And you just see people online and everywhere else like, oh, well, they're playing the commanders. The commanders don't really have anybody, whatever. But it's one of those things where I think Buffalo, I mean, they're just kind of known for having a pretty like solid defense over like the last couple of seasons. So the fact that they were able to hold Tyreek in check and the rest of that, all that, I mean, basically Miami, their offense, they're a bunch of track stars. Yeah. And to be able to hold them in check, I thought was pretty impressive. I actually did see something where um, I think since Tyreek Hill has joined Miami, he hasn't had any games over 69 yards against the Bills. Oh, wow. Yeah. So, yeah. yeah, today hold him to 58 on three catches. I was like, you know, if they can hold him in check, if they have the recipe, um, yeah. Buffalo might be, you know, I don't want to jump the gun because I feel like they're kind of starting to get in that that realm of teams where it's like, okay, you put together these really good regular seasons, but then postseason comes, you're a completely different team. So I don't want to yeah. go too far with them yet. And they, I know these guys still play each other again this year. But I think for their first meeting, this was good to just set the tone. Yeah, absolutely. I saw another statistic uh, mm -hmm. when I was watching the game that teams that score the, – the history of teams that have scored 60 or more mm -hmm. points, the next game they play, they were all uh, – they were one and five. And now really? it's one and six. Yeah. So Man. I think that is incredibly interesting how you can completely demolish – a team in one week and then come back the next week. I don't know if you're, if you're just extremely tired or if you're, mm -hmm. if you're on cloud nine, you'd think, you know, I'm, you know, I'm invincible. I don't have to practice real hard this week, but they, they definitely came in thinking, I, I thought it was going to be an awesome game and it really was a good game for the bills. Mm -hmm. Not yeah. such a great game for the dolphins, but uh, except for a chain, he yeah. had a pretty, he had a, he had a decent game. Um I was he eight carries for like 101 yards or something? Yeah, he had yeah. a couple touchdowns too. He, he did really good. Yeah. Yeah. 
Yeah, and I, I think that's the thing that's so interesting, too, about these teams is, like, you look at last season, I met in the postseason, and obviously Tua didn't play, but that was a pretty competitive game for the most part. I know most people were like, oh, well, the Bills should have won by more than they did, considering um, I can't remember the backup quarterback for the Bill, uh, for the Dolphins at that time. I can't remember his name. But even when you look at today's game, like pulling up some stats, I know it's always hard to form an opinion on just, you know, looking at the box scores and everything. But for the most part, they were pretty even. So total yards, Bills 414, Dolphins 393. Um, yeah, yards per play, Bills 7, 7.4. Dolphins 6.8. So, like, there were a lot of areas where they were actually really close. Time of possession. Bills had a 30 minutes, 22 seconds. Dolphins 29, 38. So, yeah. it's like when you have those outliers, I think, like, for example, I know, and I'm going to hate you for this, Stefan Diggs, the day he had. Uh, <laughs> it's like when you have that, man, it's just like, you know, can you can you keep doing that? And, like, when these teams play again, you just have to wonder. I don't know. I, I Mike McDaniels is an incredible coach. And I think he's going to watch tape and they're all going to watch tape mm-hmm. on um, on this game. And they're really going to all reflect yeah. because they they they're a winning team. The Dolphins are a great team. They're they're mm-hmm. awesome to watch and their offense is incredible. So yeah. I I definitely think they're going to pick some things up on the defense where they can where they can make some holes and give Tyreek maybe mm-hmm. some more room. And I know, like like you said, they the Bills kind of have the Dolphins number, mm-hmm. but I think this is this is a great game that they they have a great opportunity to watch the defense and kind of pick some holes apart. Yeah. But um, before the game started, the Bills and the Dolphins were the only two teams that had more touchdown drives than they had punts. Really? Yeah. The Dolphins I... had 18 touchdown drives I... and five punts, and the Bills had 11 touchdown drives and five punts. So that was another thing I was looking at the box score. So the Dolphins today had three punts. Bills had two punts. Yeah. So, yeah, it's crazy when you're like, these teams are just – because when I was reading the recap of it, like you said, they were just going back and forth scoring in the first quarter. And you're automatically like, oh, this is going to be, you know, one of those days. And, like, and neither one of those teams is going to punt it that much just because, like, if they're not scoring a touchdown, they're going to at least get a field goal or something out of it. Exactly. But – yeah, and, and you know, it's it's interesting. I was going to ask you this because you touched on it a little bit, the defense um, of the Dolphins. You just have to wonder, too, how the matchup against the Bills is going to be different next time, you know, considering Jalen Ramsey is going to be back, too. You know, does that put a little bit of extra pressure on a guy like Stephon Diggs, um, Gabe Davis? You know, what does that do to the, the group of receivers? Does that make Josh Allen have to run a little bit more? Um, I know Cook, the running back for, for Buffalo, they, they're kind of leaning on him a lot, too, right now. So you just kind of have to wonder, like, what is it going to do for those guys, like, once Jalen Ramsey does come back? Well, I think when he comes back, it'll definitely, as a leader of the defense, you know, I think it's it's important to have him on the field. You know, mm-hmm. just like just like when you when you have a quarterback as an offense, he's kind of the leader. And when mm-hmm. you get your backup in, maybe everybody's not still on the same page. You kind of have to try to fill in for this star player and try to be more be more flexible and pick up somebody's slack somewhere else. And I think once you get that star defensive player back in, in a, you know, in the defense, I think it'll definitely help them be able to put a little more pressure on that offense. Yeah. But I also don't think that him alone is going to prevent the bills from scoring. Yeah. Cause it's almost one of those things where I think the bills have gotten to the point in Miami too, in some respect is like this, 
they just have so many ways to hurt you yep. that you know it's almost like and i hate i hate bringing this up because my friend we do the pod with he's a vikings fan but it's like if you were to shut down justin jefferson like yeah the vikings they do have other weapons they can hurt you with but it's almost like when you take out the centerpiece or what the offense is replicated on or built around then you you can't really do much with it and i think a good example of that too was a uh, derrick henry for example for the titans when you look at him last week against the browns i think he ended up with maybe like four or seven total yards i mean the browns like took him out the game immediately but you look at him today against the Bengals, and he had an absolute field day so yeah it's almost like when you do take you know that one piece away on offense it makes a difference but defensively it's it's a completely different story because i when you say that i was even thinking like what if you took micah parsons off the cowboys defense like how different are they when if you do that you know they are they're a lot different they're yeah a lot different but they're still a great defense right now they're yeah. holding the pats to three points which is sad for me yeah, I'm a Pats fan, but I started the Cowboys defense in fantasy, so it's kind of a catch-22 for me. See, I, I, I played it so bad this week. I, I went ahead and started the Browns defense because I was like, okay, well, they've been really solid at home. Before today's game, they'd only give it up six points. I was like, the last three times they played the Ravens, uh, two of them they've won in Cleveland. Um, the Ravens, they obviously have a bunch of injuries. Zay Flowers is the only guy really worth mentioning out there for the Ravens. So I was like, oh, I'll play the Browns defense, but – I should have went ahead and played the Cowboys defense today. I had them on my bench, so I made the mistake. Oh, of, man. <laughs> I know. I made that mistake. <laughs> but, yeah. So, um, so yeah, I think the divisional games are always super fun, especially early in the year, just to kind of get are. a feel for, you know, how these are going to match up. Because, uh, yeah, I mean, Browns-Ravens, like I said today, that was another – it was ugly. Deshaun Watson didn't play. Uh, DTR, our backup, he ended up playing. And I think we've learned that he's not very – very good. It's hard to make that. It's hard to make that statement, I guess, against a defense like the Ravens because they have a really good defense. So I'm, I can't. I'm not gonna say DTR is trash, but it just wasn't a good showing for his first time being out there. I'll, sure. I'll just say that. So, sure. yeah, um, yeah. But the game that I actually did pick for our pod today was the other uh, team, the other Ohio team in our our division, the Bengals and Titans. Um, yeah, what's going on with the Bengals, man? Run it, run it back for me. What's going on? So this is actually funny. I think I had written this in one of the uh, blogs that I did. I said that there actually is a world that exists where the Bengals could be a one or two win team by like the midway point of the season. And the way it's looking right now, that's actually a very strong possibility. So they're sitting at one and three. Their next three games are against uh, NFC North team or NFC West team. So they have the Cardinals, the Seahawks, the 49ers. Um, and then eventually down the road, I know they have like the Bills, they play the Browns again, the Vikings, the Steelers, and the Ravens. So I don't want to say they're going to end up being the Bengals of old. It's hard to say, but, and you know, I, I think I had written in that article that I think the Cardinals, is that's the team they can, they should get a win over next time they play. But I mean, like I, I was talking to my dad when we were watching the game and we were like, this is just such a week to week thing. You just never really know. Um, because you look at the Cardinals and the Cowboys just last weekend. I mean, everybody thought it was going to be Cowboys. Um, sure. Sure. Yeah, yeah. But the Bengals, I just really think once they got rid of Bates and Bell, that's really what hurt them more than anything. Because you just watch it now when teams are going deep on them all the time. Because, like, for example, last week against the Browns, the Titans and Browns game, the Titans didn't get anything deep. Guys like DeAndre Hopkins and Traylon Burks, they got shut down. But that was what the what the uh, Titans were doing all day against the Bengals. They just don't have a good secondary. 
you look at the offensive line, I told my dad, I said, I think Joe Burrow gets sacked more than anybody in the league. It's just not looking good for Cincinnati right now. And I, they were my number two in the division, but I, I don't know. That, that spot for like number two in our division is kind of getting, it's getting tough because even the Steelers yeah. today, they yeah, didn't have a good showing against the Texans. I, I'd put the Bengals right now at three. I think Steelers are dead last, but yeah. I'd put Browns over Bengals and the Ravens top. Yeah, like the Browns have some some things in their game. Like I think more so on the offensive side, where it's like okay, they're they're troublesome kind of, but I think you can kind of get around them a little bit because the way their defense plays. But the Bengals, I mean, just on both sides today, I mean, they were they were getting torn up. I mean, Joe Burrow, like I said, it's it's hard for him, and I feel bad considering he just got that payday and you're off to a one and three start. And I know everybody says, oh, well, the Bengals started 0-2 back-to-back years and made the AFC. But I'm like, the AFC starting to get deep. Mm-hmm. And none of these none of these top-tier AFC teams have really – there's not really a clear-cut best team. It's almost like anybody can beat anybody because we thought it was Miami, but then Buffalo does that. And then week one, we thought it was the Jets, but then – we thought it was the Bills, and then the Jets come in and do what they did. So it's like there's not really a lot of separation, I feel like, between who's the best in the AFC right now. Yeah, no, I agree with that. Like, yeah, wholeheartedly. Yeah. So, I mean, I wish, I wish the Patriots would. I wish them and the Browns were kind of the two teams to get the separation, just for for me and your sake. But it's <laughs> it's hard, man. It's tough. Yeah, the Pats it have had tough. they've had their run, you know, with Brady. Yeah. And they had their dynasty, and you know, as a fan, you you hate to see it go, but you know, it's just a reality of the game, and they probably won't be good for another couple decades. Yeah. Know? So it's yeah. just how it is, and. You know, we're just waiting. I mean, I love I love to watch football, so I'll watch any game. You know, it doesn't have to be my game. I'll watch whatever's whatever's on. And uh, I just we just love the sport. And that's why we do this podcast. You know, we just love talking about it. We love watching it. And it's yeah. just great. great Plus, game. I get to actually see you. I know. <laughs> <laughs> I get to actually see you now. We're not just texting each other. So, yeah, it's a, it's a lot of fun. But, yeah, I think next week um, there's there's a good couple of slates for for games and everything so uh we can just rehash some of those next week on here yeah let me see i, I haven't even looked up next week's schedule let's see i know the london game i want to say the london game is the bills and the jags maybe and then i think in a few weeks after that like the ravens they're over there okay um, yeah so there's some good games on next week uh the thursday okay no i did say this the thursday night game was absolute garbage it's the bears and the commanders so i'm not Oh man, because the Bears they smoked it today against the Broncos. They smoked it, dude. I saw I before before I took a little nap. I saw that yeah. the Broncos only had seven points. Yeah, and then when I woke up, I saw that the Broncos came back to win. I was like, "What happened?" Exactly. <laughs> Is it exactly. a miracle in Denver or what, dude? Yeah, they needed it, and I felt bad because like Justin Fields put together a really good game today, and then to to smoke it, it's like because I think he had like four touchdown passes. I mean, he was going off, and then to lose to the Broncos, I was just like, "That's Man. that sucks." They but you guys won have a game a, since twenty twenty two. I saw that the other day, and I was not aware. <laughs> I said, "These guys really have." I was like, "I feel so bad for them." But you know, for a minute, I thought Justin Fields could have been the best quarterback to come out of Ohio State. But I think C.J. Stroud might be making a case for that. I think C.J. Mm. Stroud might be. I think he might be the one. He's he's pretty solid. Yeah, um, yeah, he's lighting it up out there too. Yeah, he definitely he is. Um, but next week's games, so I didn't realize you guys are playing the Saints. That's going to be a good one. Yeah, yeah, I'm excited that's for gonna, that one. That's going to be a good one. Raven Steelers, um, Eagles, Eagles Rams. Rams might be decent. Eagles Rams might be decent. Chiefs Vikings. 
That should be good. Ooh, Cowboys Niners. Yes, the, that'll be the, a great game. Sunday night game, and then Mon- the Monday game's not really that bad either. The Packers, I felt like, got off to a decent start, and the Raiders, they just they're not as bad as I feel like the the record says they the record says they are, and like it, I don't think they're really as bad. So yeah, these primetime games. I don't know. I'm taking the Packers over the Raiders, man. Jimmy G throws a lot of interceptions. Jimmy G, I feel so bad because I think he 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 messes up a lot, but I feel like he really knows how to like manage a game and he knows how to win, but he does have a lot of moments where you're like, okay, that bad, yeah, bad that's, decision. Yeah, yeah, you can't you can that's uh, yeah, you can not do that. So, yeah, next week should definitely be a lot of fun when we get on here and uh kind of go through some of those games. I'm looking forward to it. Yeah, me too. Me too. Heck yeah. Well, everybody, thank you for uh, checking in with the Pylon Podcast and going back over some of these games from week four. We'll have week five next week, and we'll see you all then.